You're listening to the Sabrina Phillip podcast. Are you a seven-figure business owner who can't figure out how to scale past the million-dollar mark? Or maybe you're not yet making seven figures, but you're just super curious on the inner workings of a seven-figure business. In this episode, I break down how I coach my clients scaling from $1 million to $5 million and share insights on the conversations we have to set them up for success. Keep listening. You're listening to the Sabrina Phillip podcast. In this show, online business coach and self-made millionaire Sabrina Phillip shows you how to do entrepreneurship your way. She moved to Bali with just $800 in her bank account and one year later had scaled her business to seven figures. Sabrina has been featured in Forbes, Business Insider, Goldcast and Cosmopolitan and is a contributing writer for Entrepreneur. Using her signature intentional, manageable, profitable framework, Sabrina helps women make millions online. Currently living in Scotland with her two doodles, Bonnie and Clyde, tune in each week as she reveals the best tips, tricks, and strategies for creating the intentional life and business of your dreams. Here's your host, Sabrina Phillip. Welcome back to the podcast. In today's episode, we are talking about how I help my clients scale from the $1 million mark to the $5 million mark. And this is going to be true for, I would say, anyone scaling above a million dollars. So maybe your goal is two and a half million. Maybe your goal is three million. It doesn't have to be five. But for any of my clients who are already at the million dollar mark and they are looking to scale beyond that, typically the next kind of big goal or stretch that people have is in the three to five million range. This episode is for you, even if you are not wanting to scale to three million yet because you're not yet at a million, but you're just curious. What are the conversations? What are we talking about? I think this episode is going to be really interesting for you. Now, the first thing I want to go ahead and say is that the conversations that I'm having with my clients who are at a million dollars, two million dollars, five million dollars are not all that different from the conversations I'm having with my clients who are at ten thousand dollars, fifty thousand dollars, a hundred thousand dollars, three hundred thousand dollars. There are going to be some things that we always talk about: mindset, marketing, sales, launches, teams. That is always going to be a thing. Even at a big company like Amazon, they're still talking about those things. Those are not things that you kind of nail it once and then never again. It is an ongoing conversation. And so the reason why I bring that up is that I often find that people feel like, oh, I've got that figured out now. So what is this other thing that I should be talking about or asking questions about that I don't know that is going to give me this big result? Well, there's nothing happening that you don't know about. It's still mindset, marketing, sales, team hiring, whatever. It's just we're talking about at a different level. And maybe it is of more or less importance at a certain level, which we'll also talk about today. So the first thing that I'm really focusing on when I'm helping my clients scale from 1 million to 3 million or 5 million, whatever that might be, is mindset, mindset, mindset. That is by far the most important thing that we're talking about. It is not necessarily the biggest challenge piece, but it is the biggest difference maker. And the reason for that is I think that 1 million is a very comfy spot for a lot of people. I think that for so many people in this industry, a million dollars is the finish line. Like if you have made a million dollars, you have made it. When the reality is that a million dollars is the starting point of the next finish line, right? And like, yes, a million dollars is great, but if you have a million dollar business, you're going to have expenses, you're going to have taxes, you're going to have whatever. So like, obviously that's a great life. I, I don't want to underplay that by any means. And also we have to stretch beyond that. And it is such a big shift going from a million dollars to $5 million, you know, or even if you want to go beyond that, in that at that point, we are really transitioning into a company. Now we start that transition from solopreneur to CEO 
around the $250,000 mark, you know, maybe a little bit beyond that. And we do make that transition. But once we're kind of scaling toward the $5 million mark, we're looking at things like full-time employees. We're looking at really big financial plays. We're maybe having really large agency contracts with marketing teams and things like that. So it's just a completely different level. And if you do not have a business degree, which most entrepreneurs don't, and if you had never expected that you would have this kind of life, which most entrepreneurs did not, right? Oftentimes, a lot of my clients are young women or single moms, or maybe they're not single moms, but they are moms who maybe were stay at home, or they just never really expected to have this level of success to then ask yourself, how do I lead a $3 million company, a $5 million company? That is a bit of a mindfuck, right? Like that is very heavy. And I think there's a lot of responsibility that comes with it. And so I think mindset is so key just to be willing to stay in it and not shrink. And I think the other thing that's so interesting about being in that space is that even though you might look like a company on the outside, on the inside, you're still a human and you still have your own things. I've had clients who are at that mark or, you know, scaling quite close to it. And they're crying about their boyfriend who broke up with them, or they're crying about, you know, they had this client that they had worked with forever, but now the client is upset by their success and is a bit triggered by it and doesn't want to work with them anymore. Or maybe someone sent something into the customer support email that was really mean. Like all of these are still things. And, you know, maybe they're fighting with their mom or their sister or whatever it might be, but like they are still a human. And I think people oftentimes forget that when we look at big influencers, big online coaches, we just kind of see the outside success and we expect them to be perfect 24 seven. And if they're not, we hammer them for it. I can speak from experience on that one. I've definitely had that where it's like, I love it when you're human and you say that you're human, but don't ever actually be human. Like you still need to be perfect in a robot and everything needs to go according to plan or else I'm going to hold your humanness against you. And so that's something that people have to navigate at that level, which is why I think mindset is so important is you have to hold, I am a fucking company and also I'm still a human at the same time. And you're at a level of success that your friends, your family, your team members cannot relate to. And that saying it's lonely at the top, I don't necessarily agree with that a hundred percent just because I feel my life is filled with so many close relationships and friendships. And also At the beginning of my success, I definitely felt that way at times. I remember the reason I started my inner circle program is I was really the first coach to kind of go zero to a million specifically through selling coaching on social media. There had been other people who had done it through courses and automation and things like that, or, you know, maybe selling it through big events. But the way that I did it through social media, no one had really done that before. Now everybody does that. Um, But no, nobody got that, right? Like I had clients who maybe were making like $150,000, $200,000, but I didn't have clients who were making seven figures plus. So it it did feel lonely at a point. And I had to really build the right people around me. I have helped over 25 clients at this point hit the million dollar mark. So I know people can relate to what I have experienced in my business. And that's been very healing for me, but it was definitely a huge identity shift going, you know, zero to a million and nine months. And then going even further beyond that and then having $200,000 cash months and then $300,000 cash months and then, you know, selling out launches and having a contributor spot for entrepreneur and being in Forbes and all of these things. 
there was a lot in that. And also at the same time, I was a 23 year old, a 24 year old, a 25 year old, a 26 year old. I was getting married for the first time now getting divorced for the first time. Like there's still the human underneath all of that. And so I think that kind of goes into my next piece, which is in terms of how do I coach clients going a million to 5 million? I think intimacy is a big part of it. At that point, I will often see clients in my highest level mastermind. And also they might prefer to coach privately with me or have some sort of private coaching element. So a lot of my clients who are scaling to the million dollar plus mark will select the millionaire mastermind VIP experience, which includes private boxer coaching and private coaching calls. And what I do want to clarify and just be very clear about is you do not have to be in private coaching in order to have that level of success. I think there's kind of this assumption of like private coaching is the holy grail, like that's what you should do. No, out of the 25 plus clients that have hit, or 26 now, whatever it is that have hit a million dollars, 24 of them did it in a mastermind. Two of them did it in private coaching. The number's probably higher by now, but only two did it in exclusively private coaching. Every single other person did it inside of a mastermind. Even the client that I had that was, you know, getting 500,000 euro months, 400,000 whatever months, still in the mastermind, but they had the private coaching add-on just so that they had some private calls and some private Voxer, but they were still sharing in the mastermind. If anything, I would say those clients tend to share more than others. I think that sometimes this there's this perception when you're at the 200K mark, 300K mark, that what you're doing is so unique and special and it's such a secret and you can't tell anyone else about it because they're going to copy your ideas. Nobody cares what you're doing in your business. And if they do care what they're doing in their business, they're probably not going to be very successful with it because they are focusing outside of themselves. But it's the clients I have that are making a million dollars plus that, if anything, are the most generous when it comes to mastermind programs because they want to see everyone else succeed and they know that a rising tide lifts all boats. And so that's really, I think, the energy is like, yes, there's intimacy, but also there's a ton of generosity. Now, another thing that is really key when I'm coaching clients past the million dollar mark is team. Now, I said that mindset is the biggest change maker in terms of driving results, and that's true, but team is the biggest problem maker in the sense that when you are scaling to 3 million, 5 million, whatever, you cannot do that by yourself. You have to rely on your people and it is the quality of your people that will determine the quality of your company, the quality of your growth, the quality of your sales. And the challenge is that if you are starting a company from zero, there is no HR team, there is no training manual, there is no troubleshooting, there is nothing. Everything has to be built from scratch and even if, let's say, you were super successful in your corporate career, you came into a company with a lot of these systems already established. Even if, let's say, you contributed a lot to the systems, great, congratulations, I acknowledge your success. And also, there is a difference between tweaking a pre-existing system versus building one completely from scratch. And that, I think, is really the challenge when it comes to team. And this is also where mindset becomes so big is that I've had times where clients have full-time employees or maybe, let's say, multiple independent contractors, but at very high hourly contracts. So basically full-time, but not. And there will be so many challenges with the team members and they don't know how to navigate them and they take it super personally and it becomes a really big issue. 
let's say a team member is underperforming, they don't know how to navigate that. They don't know how to have that conversation and they don't understand that that client underperforming, that team member underperforming is not a reflection of the team member's capabilities. It's a reflection of the CEO's leadership abilities. And we can do this without making ourselves wrong. We can do this without saying, I'm the worst CEO ever. No, we're not going to have a pity party. But if you just take responsibility for your team and you understand that it all comes back to me and it's all a reflection of me. And if you have that mindset and that approach, then it becomes a lot easier to navigate challenges. So as an example, if I have a client with multiple full-time team members and one of them is underperforming, the question is not, why does this team member suck? The question is, what does this team member need that I am not giving them? So oftentimes team members are not trained appropriately. And it's not because these are all bad people who are bad CEOs and want their team members to fail. No, it's just because they've never built a training program and they have no idea how to build this up. So a really powerful question to ask your team is, what could we be doing better? Or how do you think we should handle this? Or what resources do you think we need? But really making sure your team has everything that they need and constantly engaging with your team is super critical. And for me, one way that I really think about this as well is I put my team before my clients in the sense that if I had a client abusing a team member, the client is gone. There is no world in which I would sacrifice the team member to appease the client. I will always have my team members backs. So I've had situations where let's say, I had a situation this year where a team member's husband was in the hospital and it was an emergency. And because of that, they missed a call with clients. Clients were upset, whatever, like we'll handle that. We'll navigate that. We'll smooth that over. We'll make that right. We'll reschedule fine, but I'm not going to get pissed at the team member because she had a family emergency. Like people are allowed to be human. She had a family emergency. This is a very loyal long-term team member people can be upset with us. We're not going to necessarily give them all the details of what happened. We're willing to take the hits, but I will always put my team first because I know that they have my back and they run the business for me and they represent me on coaching calls and they represent me to potential clients. And they are really the people that I need to lead and nurture and pour into. And I've been extremely lucky with my team. I have multiple team members who have been with me since 2017. Um, the other half of my team has been with me since about 2019. Um, I think the shortest team member I have on staff at the moment is maybe about two years or so. So, you know, if we're going anywhere from two years to seven years, these are really long-term relationships that I value and I care about and I trust. And sometimes people are going to mess up. Sometimes people are going to get sick. Sometimes people are going to forget something, you know, sometimes stuff just happens and there might be a hit to the business, but I will take that because that's my job as the owner and as the CEO and as the entrepreneur. But this is where clients sometimes struggle is they think, well, this person fucked it up, so they should fix it. Yes, they should fix it. However, we're not rubbing their nose in it and saying, you made a mess, you go clean it up. We're saying, oh, something happened. That's unfortunate. What can we do to kind of make this better? And it's through that kindness and through that leadership and through that empowerment that your team members feel safe and they trust you and they're able to safely grow and expand. And so this is really the bulk of the problems that we're navigating at that level is just how do we build a really strong, positive company culture? How do we become okay with the fact that sometimes things are going to go wrong without making other people wrong? And how am I able to hold that? So that's really a big piece here. 
The other thing that's super key and very present in the coaching work that I do with my clients who are scaling beyond the million dollar mark is we are really thinking 12 plus months out. So rather than saying, what should I sell today? That is never a question. It is, what is the launch calendar for the next 12 months? It is, how is the funnel performing over the last six months? And what are we looking for in the next 12 months? It is, you know, what are the big kind of projects or investments that we're going to be making six months from now? So there's a much further kind of viewpoint rather than I think oftentimes, I think even up until the million dollar mark, you can kind of get away with two months out, three months out maximum. I will always do annual sales planning with my clients, but something I always tell them is it is not set in stone. Like you have to be willing to change and adapt and take kind of feedback and insight and information and adjust accordingly. But once you're at that million dollar mark and you're going to 3 million, 4 million, 5 million, and once you have team involved, you can't be that chaotic because then that chaos gets passed on to your team. And also when you're doing that, things just get really, really messy because We as entrepreneurs can take on a lot of chaos ourselves, but our employees and our team members are not necessarily that way. And it's not necessarily healthy to constantly be changing things up on them. So we're really thinking so much further out. And the reason why I also love this is let's say we know as a launch calendar, this client sells this program every March and every September. We can then look at the data two years past and see, okay, what are the trends that we're noticing? What dates historically work really well for us? What bonuses work really well for us? What were our launch metrics? What were our numbers? Okay, we want to have a $2 million launch in six months time. How many leads are we going to need for this launch? How can we start to build up that list? How can we kind of nurture that list? So it's a much bigger, longer vision. And the business is much more simplified than I imagine people expect. When you're kind of scaling to that level, you need to cut so many things because simplicity scales, right? You really have to have that simplicity of what are the maybe one to two offers, maybe three, if we're really trying to stress ourselves out that we are selling super effectively. What are the consistent marketing strategies? What are the repeatable sales processes that we're leveraging over and over and over again? Because we don't want our team asking us, well, what are we selling today? What are we marketing today? How do you want us to position this? They should just know that this is what happens and this is how it works. And we do the same things over and over again. And when you do things over and over again, you start to do them really well and you do them better, faster and stronger. And so that's kind of the core of what happens when I am coaching a client scaling from 1 million to 5 million? We're really focusing on mindset. We're really focusing on team. We're looking super far out. And there is a level of intimacy where you want to work privately with someone who really gets you. And also at the same time, you're still open and generous and you want friendships and connections and to relate to others. So I often will see clients in some sort of mastermind with a one-on-one component But I think that is such a thing that people wouldn't expect is people are still crying over their boyfriends and over their mean friends and over all of their whatever inside of these one-on-one containers because you're still a human through it all. And if you lose your humanity in your business, then what's the point? So I hope that this episode is helpful and I'll see you in the next one.